0: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors.
1: Good it's morning. Good morning. Lynch. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. What's going on in your world? Mm. Lots of stuff coming up, right? Uh, uh, well, yeah, like lots of stuff happening with... Um, we have the, uh, November's a crazy month. So we have, uh, uh, the hospice prayer breakfast, which is great, which is, that will be the beginning of November. Then we have the Mary Lou Quinlan show, the one woman off-Broadway show, The God Box coming for November 8th at the theater at North which Mary Lou will be calling in one of the next two weeks to talk about that. And um, Diane will be here with us, Mm -hmm. Uh, Diane Baldy. And then we have the 16th of November is my, uh, the um, annual commission, Lackawanna County Commission for Women uh, Legislative Breakfast. This year will feature our keynote speakers will be all three female um, uh, Lackawanna County judges. Trish Corbett, um, Margie Bisignani Moyle, and Julia Munley. all of them will be speaking. And our dedication to a nonprofit this year goes to the Children's Advocacy Center. Mm. That is going to be held November 16th from 8:30 to about 11 at the Scranton Cultural Center this year, and it's on a Friday morning, and it's going to be great. So tickets are $20 for that. And it's a very nice thing we do every year, talk about some legislative issue. um, And I think it's neat to talk about how these women um, were able, you know, decide to do what they're doing. Trish being the first ever female uh, commissioner, or commissioner, female county judge elected, and then Margie and Julia. So It's going to be good. And then the next day, the 17th of November, will be the gala, the Broadway Theater Gala, which this year is um, uh, honoring Josh Mast and Paul Blackwell. Um, and uh, Blackledge Blackwell, Blackledge um, and they'll be honored because they do tremendous work and, and giving back in this community they sure do. and yeah, they're wonderful so that'll happen on the 17th and then shortly thereafter will be Thanksgiving. Is there any entertainment this year for the... Uh, yes, Paul LaBelle for what, the uh, gala? Yeah. Oh yeah, Paul LaBelle and the exact change he does a great job okay. so we'll have a nice nice time yeah. and then of course, Broadway Theater kicks off its season, um, November, whatever that weekend is, seventh, eighth. Um, I can't I, let me just see real quick. Eighth, ninth, tenth, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be November, yeah, ninth, tenth, eleventh for the um elf, the musical. So lots of stuff happening and busy months
2: coming up. So by the time you're listening to this, we will have attended uh, Menopause Musical, the musical yep, uh, mm-hmm. which is this evening as we tape. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's uh-huh.
1: supposed to be one of the funniest things. Uh, I've, I've seen it before. <laughs> um, but, but we also need to mention that one of our own, Dr. Barbara Plucknett, is... The sponsor for Menopause the Musical. How much more appropriate could you possibly get <laughs> than to have Barbara as exactly. the um, exactly. uh, sponsor? It's perfect with what she does, mm-hmm. um, uh, helping and caring for pre, post, and and and, and, menop- <laughs> and and menopausal women. So that's it's all a good thing. Yeah. But guys like it too, as they say. So we're yeah. very happy. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And you know, speaking of Broadway theater. Just not that that's it, but because of um, I just want to talk a little bit, too, about our dear friend, Sid Kavulich, Sid Michaels Kavulich. Sid was um, a member, a board member of the Broadway Theater League and a season ticket holder, obviously, and he sat one seat across the aisle and one seat, one row behind me and my seats. And he and his wife, Linda, who was a sweetheart. And so I will, I, he was just one of the kindest, most thoughtful men. He always, So friendly, always thought about what he did, was always concerned about when he couldn't be here for a meeting because he was in Harrisburg or whatever he was doing. He went to every show, participated at every gala, did all of the things he needed to do as a board member. Um, but just as a person in general i mean he I just loved him uh he's just was just one of my favorite people, so my uh, prayers and thoughts go to the Kavulge family Linda i don't know either any of his i think there's three children i don't know any of the children, but I loved Linda and Sid was truly um uh, just a uh, just a wonderful man, and he will be greatly missed by so many people. It seems that
2: all of the Um, accolades that are coming out about him are revealing things that um, I think most of the general public never knew about him. And um, I I say that just in general because it seems that all the people that I have seen who were interviewed that were close friends, a lot of stuff on Facebook of people who had interacted with him uh, politically and otherwise have all said what a, a great gentleman he was. That he truly was uh, working for the people. Oh, yeah. If he did 18 things right, the one that somebody didn't think was done right is the one that would obsess him.
1: Uh Oh, yeah. Because
2: he just wanted everybody to be
1: happy. He, in everything he did. Now, of course, he wasn't my state rep, so I didn't have to deal with him on that level at all. But he just so I I can only tell you from a standpoint of a personal friend and as someone who, you know, no matter when I would see him, he, we just, it was just a wonderful conversation. And he, he just, there was just something about him. He, he loved the arts. And it was so funny because, um, I belonged to the cathedral in downtown Scranton. And so, and I would go to receive and and um uh Sid would um be you know doing uh, as a cantor there for the mass you know he he'd be in the middle of singing one of his songs and I'd walk by and give him the old wink you know hey do, and smile and he would always through his his even the middle of a song just smile like, would look look right at me and smile and uh, you knew like he just there was just something i don't know i, I can't even put put my uh, thoughts into words cuz he just there was just something very special about him mm mm-hmm. And so, um, rest in peace, my dear friend, because he was just uh, 62 years, just so young, and so much more ahead of him, so many more things to do. As my sister says, so many miles to go, you know, it's... Um,
2: I was thinking ahead on that, too, and wondering, they mentioned something in the paper, uh, the Scranton Times yesterday, about the fact that um, he his name will be on the ballot because it's too late to take it off. Uh And he ran unopposed. So it should be interesting to see what the votes are at the tally at the end of that day and see if people just voted for him just simply because it was a way of expressing how much he meant to them Uh and how much that he was respected and loved. So, uh, I I don't know if that's really true the way that works, but it just occurred to me that that would be a nice gesture that if you're going, if you're in this district and you go to the polls that you might want to
1: vote for him simply because... Just because he was a good guy. He was. He was. I mean, anything he did. Well, I, I actually dealt with him when he was with St. Ann's Media, too, because oh, I yeah. did a couple shows for ECTV there. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really where I got to know him first, because I, I knew him a little bit when he was with WBRE, but not as much as I got to know him when he was at St. Ann's. And then through everything else he did. <clears throat> but um, Wonderful man. Wonderful man. Well,
2: uh, there was um, something I just, I wanted to throw out here. We talk about menopause before and this was in the AARP <coughs> Bulletin for, for October. There has been a lot of th- statistics that have been compiled About the fact that on a two to one basis, women end up with Alzheimer's more so than men. And somebody decided to do a little how come research. And they found something that I thought was interesting and the conclusions you can draw from this are pretty funny when you think about it. That the reasons were that, well, women had a 9% greater risk of dementia for each miscarriage they endured. No. Entering menopause at age 45 or younger increased a woman's dementia risk by 28%. And among mothers, women with three or more children had a 12 percent lower risk for dementia than women with one child, so I was thinking about you, and I guess you're kind of I'm intertween. in the
1: middle. <laughs> I was just going to say, what about the mothers <laughs> with two children? Yeah.
2: So I would be very interested to know what what Dr. Plucknett would have to say about this because um, that was presented at the 2018 Alzheimer's Association International Conference in Chicago, which probably wasn't that long ago, but I'm just wondering, you know, she's a proponent of continuing to take hormone treatments through and after uh, menopause because she feels that there's a lot of preventative value in doing that. Well, this kind of corroborates that, that if you go through menopause, your chances of getting I don't know if that's necessarily the truth, but that's what I was picking up from this, that if you enter menopause at 45 or younger, you have a 28% increase. Well, what if you don't go through menopause, per se, and you continue to stay on hormone replacement therapy? How does that affect the probability of you getting Alzheimer's?
1: Mm. It's too bad before we did, we had a tape barb this time. So it's too bad we had that before. We could have asked her on Tuesday when we yeah. did that. <clears throat> yep. Next time we'll have to get her.
2: Yes, I think that would be interesting. So the, the point is that they are, what they're suggesting here is that because of the fact that we go through something called menopause, it is the menopause process which increases or decreases our risks of getting Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And since men don't go through that per se, I mean, they do have some changes hormonally. But oh, we know it. We know, yeah, yeah. we know for sure. <laughs> um, that, that there's less, there had to be a link between menopause, Alzheimer's and the increase in women. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. Um, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, you can draw some interesting conclusions to that, but they actually come up with a resolution that says the last five years, there's been a body of evidence coming forward that it could be something specific about being female linked to biological risk factors like different hormonal exposures that could put them at higher risk. Obviously, more research is needed, um, especially because having a better understanding of risk factors for Alzheimer's and other dementias that are specific to women may help researchers working with other population groups. Didn't know that. So, if you're not on hormone treatment, you might want to think about doing it. (laughs) <laughs> Hello. And then one other interesting thing that I saw in this uh, little magazine, I guess they call it, Bulletin. Um, Aretha Franklin uh, collaborated with AARP on a video designed to promote better health care. On that video was an original song never released anywhere else. Oh, did you look at it? It's titled Stand Up For Yourself. Oh, neat. The tune was a campaign theme for the Divided We Fail" Coalition, an effort that established guiding principles for national health care reform.
1: Wow. <clears throat> so it would be interesting to see if we ever get to listen yeah, to that yeah. thing. Okay, well, we are going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back.
3: Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. Laurie Cadden and her twenty plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399-357-8399. 357-8399, or email Laurie. Laurie L A U R I E at Laurie Cadden.com. L-A-U-R-I-E C A D D E N dot com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises because it is who you
4: know.
0: At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile. With With Fidelity Anytime Banking, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
1: Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171.
0: It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
1: Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show, and I am Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a
2: company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically devoted to the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So, here, interesting. Retirees seek to stay put. I think that's
1: interesting. In their job, meaning not, no. not, what do you mean? Wait, stay put. Oh, that's right, they're yes. retired, so right. what? Retirees seek to stay put. Well, it's common to
2: daydream of someday moving to a sunny climb. That's what Wow, oh, you mean about. stay put in their yes. vicinity, okay. A clear majority of American adults would prefer to stay in their current homes as long as possible. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me because I can give you 50-50. Of my clients who are retired, and half of them intentionally moved to Myrtle Beach, someplace in South Carolina, Virginia, of uh, Georgia and Florida, Florida. Uh-huh. and did so with the expectation that that's how they built it, that that's where they're going to live when they retire. Well, if three out of four want to retire in place, then I must be talking to the wrong people. <laughs> I don't oh, no. know. I don't know. It's just interesting. They said 77% agree with that. I well, really would you like, want to
1: go somewhere
2: else. I don't know. I, um, I was thinking about it <clears throat> only because, um, when I look at it from the perspective of the so-called bucket list of the things that I'd love to do, I don't know that I would have access to them here. But if I were someplace else, then maybe I would. And so that's what makes me think, well, you know, you're looking at, I mean, my birthday, September, I was 67 and you keep saying to yourself, hmm, you know, how much longer do you have? Not that I mean that in a bad way, but I'm, you have, you start looking at your mortality very differently when you hit your sixties. So, um, I think of it in the context of what are the, what's the lifestyle I would like to live and what, where would I like to live it? So given any moment of the day or the week or the year, you can talk to me and I would say, I'm so happy just being here. Everything I need is here. And then the next day I'm thinking... No, I really would like to go to here. And then I do all the mental gymnastics of making it seem like it really would be a smart idea. Then something else happens locally. And I say, see, that's the reason why you should stay. And then I go. "Ah." I never even think about it. I know you don't. I never do. Very happy to be here. And I think of that and I think of all the people I know that. Have wonderful lives here. Uh-huh. And what they do is they'll go in on the weekends, go into New York or Philly or something. And whatever it was that they felt they might have been missing, they get it. They
1: get their fix. Yeah, but, but that, then they come back. But that doesn't mean when I go to, say, Florida, just say Florida. <clears throat> i i can't i don't somehow envision myself living there for a while yeah. but then I think no 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 but i do i don't mind it I really don't and I prefer the east coast over the west coast but oh, i yeah. but I do of uh, Florida, but i do um I guess in general but i i do think about that when I'm there because the lifestyle is so much nicer, but then again, the heat—that heat in the summer—is. I mean, you. I think if you're going to live in Florida, you have to come back north for, or go to Nantucket or something for three mm-hmm. months and then go back. I mean, yep. it's it's hot. Yeah, but, but that's it's like being do. cooped up in the house. Where for us, for three months in the heat, because it's so cold outside, we have to be inside in the warmth. The opposite there is you just stay in the air conditioning more well, that, than you
2: would. That's what my brother says. And yeah. he lives in Margate, Florida and uh-huh. has for over 30 years. Um, and he said he loves it. And it yeah, gets him really... People who live there do. Really uncomfortable when they, even if it comes up in the summertime, it's still not the same kind of heat as he's used to in Florida. Uh-huh. So the, it, it, I guess you just get used to it. I don't know. But I think a lot of people, once we get into next month, and we start to deal with the really cold weather and the probability of snow and sleet, freezing rain. That's when the people say, I can't take this anymore. I have to get out of here. Yeah. So then they want to they want to move permanently to places that are somewhat in between, which is why I'm saying North Carolina, South Carolina, they're temperate. Um, you know, the, the farther you get north, you get to the Mason-Dixon line, the more tolerable both seasons, not seasons, both climbs are. That it's not really, really cold in the wintertime, but you do have
1: to put on, you do have winter clothes. And I think that's why people do go to north carolina because yes. from our neck of the woods because it's still north enough yet it's south enough of this neck of the woods to get better weather yeah i i actually think that's a cool place well that's
2: why a lot of people are buying property in myrtle beach mm-hmm. because it seems to have the best of everything yeah and i also know that people in virginia feel the same way they still get the the warmth. Yeah. They, they're close to the ocean for most of them. Yep. And so, uh, I have another client that moved to Delaware. A little tiny Delaware. Yeah, well, that's not that the same name, thing. It's still south. It's south <laughs> and, and they <laughs> love the fact that um, the, the living expenses are so significantly less
1: but the quality of their life is really great. I think that I would probably make a decision to leave somewhere down the road to leave this neck of the woods if depending on where my children will settle, settle. Like if Sean, who wants to stay on the East Coast and, and be in the DC metro area, that's his plan or Philly, yes. that kind of, um, <clears throat> then it's not that far of a ride, but I could see myself moving a little closer to him. Tommy hopefully moves back from the West Coast because as I love California, I mean I absolutely love it. Yeah. But I don't, and and his climate is perfect in San mm-hmm. Francisco. But I I wouldn't want to be that far across the country. Me neither. So so I would, I'm hoping someday he at least comes back to the you know to New York or something somewhere. But we'll see. Maybe because I said it out loud on the show, he'll do something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll see. You can't grab it back. We'll see. I know, but That's yeah, I, I don't.
1: I never think <clears throat> about it, though, Lynn. I never do. I know. I it just keeps going back
2: and forth in my head a lot. Because
1: I think we really are in the perfect location here, and we just don't know it because we're here. Well, the, I, the highway system, how the yes. proximity to so many things. Yes, Uh, it's and, you know, if you do want to go to Florida, it is a two hour, a little over two hour trip. If you drive to Allentown, jump on a legion, which is no longer here. It's two hour ride Mm a little, little over. I mean, it's you know, it's easy. Even the ride, because, you know, we did it this year. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Yep. So I don't I don't know. I just I think we're at a good spot. Yeah, we have to be grateful for that and think about that more. Well, yes. Uh, and, and that's part I mean, we of... We need a couple things. Like we need a Costco and we need a, a Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Whole Foods. Whole Foods, exactly. But <laughs> if we got those, I'd be even more... I'd yeah, be much happier. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I
2: think a little of that would help. Um, the other thing I think about, too, is that one of the things on my bucket list was that I'd like to go... I'd like to be around a place where you can have continual adult... Er, learning well that too. that's so important that there are things like that around here um, but that would be assuming I'd be fully retired I don't know that I would ever do that and, and I don't guess I don't have to I could fit that in somewhere in my life but one of the things that impressed me about this article that was in the AARP bulletin was something I have been seeing and something I've been thinking about in, in relation to staying put, as we just talked about, that is the 36% of the people plan to modify their homes to enable them to stay as they age, uh-huh. which we call aging age in place. In, yes. The second one, bathrooms and entryways are the most likely modifications so that, especially the entryways, you can get wheelchairs uh-huh. in and out. And the other point, too, is that those of us who have townhomes where we have stairs, different stairs, st- stairs. levels. you either get stair glide, stair glide or an things, elevator or an elevator. And there is a company that I saw online that has come out with one that will enable you without the outside shaft yep, where you have, yep. way to do it inside from the level of, let's say, the garage when you come in. That you can go up three floors and down. Yeah. So they're what I'm saying is people are innovative. Innovative. Yeah, and there's innovative and, ideas. And they're recognizing that this baby boomer group, which it's has huge, a lot of money right. and has the ability to do this, are looking for solutions. To stay where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. And the last one was they were split on whether they'd share their home in order to stay there. Thirty-two percent said yes and twenty-nine percent said no.
1: Like that woman with that gray nest or whatever was what? like by opening oh, opening oh, opening their home to renters. Silver Nest. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great idea. Yeah. And it's now national
2: and will become international. Well,
1: and and I think if people look at it and they get someone who's a younger person in there, boy, can you imagine that that kind of stimulation between the older person and the younger person, what they bring to each other? Yeah. You know, great. that's kind of neat. That's it why is. I told you it was in that book, that the Elizabeth Berg book, um, Open House, when she decided to do that. And she let this younger person in. And it, you got to read the book. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Berg. B- B-E-R-G, Berg. Berg. Open House. Cool name.
2: Okay, that's good. Yep. Yeah, so that's what I, I was really impressed by the fact that so many people are choosing to stay. Uh, because I've just seen the flight. You know, so I can't wait to buy the house and get out of here and sell mine, and boom, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that people are looking at that more so now. I like the idea, too, because I think it's less stressful. And what I often hear is, Oh, all my doctors are here. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the idea. You know, and you know, as you, you age, know. that is I know. something that's important. Mm-hmm. So starting a new relationship with new medical uh, personnel. It's hard. You, very hard yeah. because you have no idea who you trust, who you uh, don't right. trust. And and this is years and years of grooming those people and knowing other people who use them. Right. You don't have that when you move to right. a new town. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see if that makes any sense. But yeah, that was one thought. I thought that was really good. Um, The woman who, we talked about Silver Nest, the woman who created that program. I don't know if uh, too many people understand what it is or where they can find it, but it's silvernest.com. And the idea behind that was that People very often who wish to stay in their own homes find that they have a difficult time making ends meet. And so what she did is she created a business and an online business that matches people with the, you you do something almost like um, eHarmony mm-hmm. where you fill out, All kinds of information about what you can tolerate, what you don't like, what you want, what you don't want, and what you have available and what you're willing to do for this person. And then those people go online and they say, here's what I'm looking for, and they match
1: them up. No, I think it's cool. It's a great thing. It's neat. Okay, well, we are going to hear next from our resident guest expert Dr. Barbara Plucknett. She's going to talk a little bit about wellness and mindfulness and all that good stuff. And uh, so we will be right back. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show.
2: Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore i am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money go to my website lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site remember money's not the enemy your ignorance of it is
4: Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnett, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton via phone number 570-344-9997 or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknet. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com.
0: Here's Laurie and Lynn.
3: Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome back.
5: You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie and New England Capital Enterprises, which is fundraising, PR, special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans,
6: and I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And our guest expert this week is Dr. Barbara Plucknett. Dr. Plucknett is the owner of Advanced Gynecology Associates of um, Scranton. And uh, we're just going to be a surprise to see what she's going to speak to us about.
5: (laughs) It's always a good surprise, though. Yeah, okay. It's always a good surprise. So, you know, we're going to turn things around a little bit. Usually I have a, a defined topic, something new, something invigorating. But I kind of want to take a step back and just, you know talk about things that are important to me. And, you know, one of the things that's important to me is helping you create a lifestyle that might support your wellness. Um, we're always trying to prevent and be well and resist disease. And so I, I thought I'd just talk about some basic principles that I'd like all of us to think about as we head into the crazy busy season that we don't want to say out loud. Um, so, you know, Wikipedia defines wellness as a term that means a state beyond absence of illness, but rather aims to optimize well-being. So wellness, well-being. Prevention, um, are trying to use measures to prevent diseases or injuries rather than curing them or treating their symptoms. And of course, those are our ultimate goals. And we certainly don't want to uh, attain or achieve a disease um, that then we have to try to treat. And so there are certain things that we can do to try to create a lifestyle that helps us to be healthy. And we talk about these uh, all the time in our, our little um, you know blurbs that we talk about on the show, different ways of, of supporting your health and lifestyle. Um, but the things that I would like to talk about are the big three things about eating, moving, and breathing. And, you know, I like to talk about food. I love to talk about food. I think that everything starts with food, the food choices that we make. Um, You know, I try to uh, encourage people to use organic foods. I try to encourage people to eat their vegetables, um, avoid packaged foods. You remember my theory that if you turn the package over and you cannot pronounce the words on the back of that package, you really shouldn't be eating that package, right? If you don't recognize the food, don't eat it. And of course, drinking water, hydration, um, which is something I need to focus on as well. um, Trying to make sure that we get enough volume in every day. I do like uh, use of supplementation. I I think that certain supplements are reasonable, depending on how you feel and and your and your food intake. You know, multivitamins are good. Making sure your vitamin D level is good. I I do like fish oil for inflammation. Um, But I'm also the person that says you should eliminate foods that might cause inflammation. We've talked about wheat, gluten, dairy, soy, peanuts fall into that category. Sugar, um, corn. There are many things in the anti-inflammatory food list that we'd like to, um, you know, keep there. The other thing that I want to talk about is movement. You know, um, exercise is very important. And, of course, everybody has their recommendations for exercise. How many times a week you should be exercising, how long, how far, what you should do. Um, And that's great. You know, we are supposed to get out and actually do exercise, cardio, improving exercise, but at least three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes is ideal. But I think one of the other things that you need to understand is that just simply moving throughout your day is also, Vital, you know, if you're sitting for a long choice long um, times, you know, getting up and walking around the office or getting up and walking outside, um, you know, we we all know that we should park as far away from the door as possible and take the steps whenever we can. Um, but really, movement is is very important for us. You know, a lot of times we they it's suggested that you stand up and you stretch, um, you know, just to get things moving in your system if you haven't done that. I do like to um, try to squeeze in exercise, but I also try not to blame myself if I can't get in and do exercise. I simply try to do more movement throughout my day. Everybody's counting their steps and they're trying to get their multi-thousand steps in a day, and that's great. I mean, I encourage people who can do that, um, but I also don't want people to feel guilty when they can't do that. They simply need to do what they can to try to increase the amount of movement that they have. And lastly, you know, we talk about mental health, and I think that that's equally as important, uh, mental health associated with deep breathing and clearing one's thoughts, clearing our brain. I think that, you know, when we say breathe, it's not just to sustain your life, but it really is to clear um, one's thought processes and mind and allow you to come back to ground zero, so to speak. Um, you know, it's it's really it's a busy world that we live in, and it's very hard to sometimes take time to um, take that breath or, or enjoy you know, the moment that you're in, um, especially if you're you know, not sleeping well or you've got too much work to do. Um, it, it's really rather difficult. Um, I find it very difficult to get in enough sleep so that I can feel like I'm rested the next day and even you know, remind myself to take those deep breaths that I need but um, you know energy comes from good sleep comes from good mental health comes from you know just taking all those deep breaths and cleansing one's mind Uh, i do like to just you know sit quietly and take a couple of deep breaths uh, and see how that works for us so wellness is really about taking the time to do what's right for yourself in an effort to try to avoid disease and illness. Um, It's about making good food choices. It's about being mobile. It's about being mindful and appreciating your surroundings and, and taking all of that in. Um, it's it's individual uh, for, you know, it's a, it's a different thing for everybody. It's an individual entity. You know, my idea of health is not, you know, your idea of health. And my idea of good, good eating is not always everybody else's uh, idea of good eating. As you can ask my staff, I harass them daily on, you know, what's good <laughs> eating and what's not good eating. They, they really don't <laughs> like to bring their food near me. But that. don't bring your lunch next to Dr. Plugner. Right? They <laughs> right. They bring their it. French fries and their grilled cheese and they know I'm gonna say something. It's a, just it's a oh, ticket boy. for me to, to offer my you know, my statement. But you know, I, I just want to <laughs> encourage people to make the best choices they can make in the situation they're in. You know, organic food can be costly, but you know, pick and choose which, which organics. You know, we've talked about the environmental working group's top ten list of foods that should be organic and and top 15 list of things that you might get away with not organic and so those are published every year about you know the foods that you know you should try to do as organic Important, um, but- like those Fruits with like heavier skin necessarily doesn't have to be the organic version, but like a thinner skin fruit, because it would be able to be more, um, it would penetrate more um, likely, right? If it's a thinner skin versus like a banana or something else. Exactly. So I look at it this way. If I'm going to eat the skin, I want it to be organic. So you're correct. If it's a blueberry or an apple. Or a strawberry or something. Exactly. those things should be organic. But a banana, where you peel it and eat the fruit on the inside, probably less important because you're peeling right. off that outer skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I kind of use that as my judge as I'm looking around for what I'm going to purchase or not. You know, organic things that are you know underground, as long as they're not having a lot of pesticides and things like that, they're less likely. Or if you're going to peel something, less likely to be a concern. You know, lettuce, on the other hand, I don't want to eat non-organic lettuce because it's likely um, been sprayed with something. So that's how I judge my organic versus inorganic foods um, or not organic foods. um, And that's how I try to pick my meals um, and, and just try to keep myself as healthy as possible because I don't want to have a disease um, that I would have to treat. I would rather do my best efforts to stay well and healthy and prevent disease from happening.
6: Barbara, let me ask you a question about something you just mentioned um, in passing, so to speak, that I have discovered is far more ubiquitous at this point than it ever has been. And that is the term um, mindfulness. Yes. All of a sudden, I'm seeing that everywhere. And uh, it has a much uh, deeper and broader meaning than just being aware of what you're eating. So could you talk about that for a minute?
5: Right. So, trying to be in the moment, mindfulness um, really brings you back to you know getting in the in the situation in the moment, moment, being part of the um, that place in which you are, um, clearing your mind um, to help you to to bring you back into focus. So it's about would it be like what we would term being present. Yes, yes. So that's what it's bringing one's attention to things that are occurring in the present moment. So you're just paying attention to the now as opposed Mm -hmm. to tomorrow or the day after or things of that sort. Um, It's it's. The term mindfulness comes from um, a lot of the Buddhist traditions uh, where they use mindfulness to, to, to help develop a self-knowledge and a wisdom. So it's part of the enlightenment or the learning, uh, you know, to, to dig deeper about themselves. It's hard to do. You have to practice that. So for instance, if you're trying to practice mindfulness, you have to be in the moment and you cannot be thinking about what you need to do when you go home from work, what you didn't get done today, what might be on tomorrow's agenda. You have to simply focus on the place, the time, and the moment that you're in currently. Um, And it takes a lot of practice to do it well and not let your mind wander as we all tend to do, because the moment you get a free moment, your brain goes off in a hundred different directions, and it's trying to train Mm -hmm. your brain of staying right in one place and just thinking about that one place.
6: Are there uh, exercises, things you can do in order to help yourself get that way?
5: Yeah. So there's, you know, I, I think that there's probably the easiest way to do it would be to get an app that helps you practice that, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are ways of trying to clear the mind and focusing, um, you know, where you sit, how you sit, eyes closed, eyes open, um, you know, different things that allow you to um, not have a lot of clutter in your mind. Um, but it does take some some, some practice to do it. Um, the that people will sometimes um, repeat a word over and over again so as to keep that word on the focus and it doesn't allow your thoughts um, to deviate from what you're doing. Or you, a lot of people could focus on their breath. So you, know, you take a deep breath in and you blow it out and you simply try to focus just on the breath itself. So those right. things tend to be helpful. And, and where can people
6: find you if they would like to learn more about this kind of
5: information? So, you know, we we support wellness and prevention from a gynecology standpoint uh, in our practice. Um, we try to, to help people with their hormonal balances and their... their you know different conditions that can be awry we talk diet all the time we encourage people to you know get out and exercise and eat proper foods um, and we, we do that as part of our routine you know visits here in the office and our office is located across the street from regional hospital across from the main entrance to the emergency room we're on 743 Jefferson Avenue uh, and you can find us on the web at drbarbaraplugnet.com. so we would love to have you uh, you know in for any kind of uh, consultations to help you with any of the symptoms uh, related to being female as that's what we do Um, and you can call us and schedule an appointment that way great and your number Barb 570-344-9997 okay thank you very much Lynn have a good weekend everybody thanks for listening we will see you next week be nice be safe Bye. Bye. Bye.